everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is a special 12 days of the Comic Source Countdown. Have somebody crossing off my bucket list that I've wanted to have on for a long time. It's my pleasure to welcome Tom Taylor to the show. Tom, thanks for taking the time. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so we were uh, talking before we started recording just about kind of the breadth of your work, uh, which is just uh, amazing. But uh, we're going to focus on Superman, say, John Kent. Right. Uh, your run, Superman, Son of Kal-El, is coming to an end with uh, issue 18. We just had issue 17, which introduced a new villain, Red Sin. And not to give too much away, but in 18, it kind of seems like he's going to be John's nemesis, as it were. So what can you tell us about Red Sin? How long have you been planning on bringing him into the book? Uh, we wanted to bring in a villain like this, somebody who was closer to John's age for a long time. Obviously, he's been... He's been fighting for Gamora. He's been fighting Henry Bendix and this giant world-covering sort of expansive dictator. And we wanted someone who is a bit more personal, um, who really had it in for him in particular. Um, so, And that's what we're getting with Red Sin. And we've, we have this sort of young guy who lost his parents um, who were developing something that works against Kryptonians for Lex Luthor and the son sort of finishes off what the parents began. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because there's some parallels there with John Kent. And there's also some things where they're kind of opposite sides of the same coin. Obviously John missed out on a lot of time with his parents when he was trapped. Uh, and I know you're going to explore that in the upcoming uh, adventures of uh, Superman, John Kent. Uh, but he, but he did miss out on some time. So in a way, he can kind of relate to this new character in terms of that loss. But at the same time, you know, he is back with his parents and, he, you know, he has their support, whereas this new character is still going through that that trauma. It, it must be purposeful on your part to kind of have that. I mean, so interesting, because like I said, in a way, they're the same, but in a way, they're complete opposites. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. You know, that's that's one of the things I like about villains. Um, when you can find a villain that parallels the hero in some way, which is exactly what we've done with Lewis here, it's it's it gives us something a little bit richer. And I think, you know, the, the design by Kian Tormay is fantastic. I think there's something really, really different to John there as well, something that looks fantastic on the page. And his power set, obviously, uh, I guess we can talk about it now. <laughs> um, so his power set is that, he can actually he can actually put out red sun energy literally at a cellular level and take out the powers of any kryptonian which is something which surprised me but has never been done before i went back through all of the history of sort of superman and that that sort of red sun radiation being weaponized has never happened before yeah and uh, as Tom said that the issue is already out. It came out on, on the 13th. So I encourage you to go and pick it up. And, and the whole run has really been fantastic. And it's it, you've taken John on this journey. When when it first started, his father had had left Earth. The responsibility was on him. I myself even questioned, you know, is this guy, is this kid worthy of that title, Superman? Throughout the run, whether it was taking the harder road because it was the right thing to do or just standing up for his beliefs and in a way that his father, you know, might not necessarily do because of the, the political backlash. John has really come into his own. Um, do you feel like the journey you've, you've taken him on? Is it gratifying to see that? 
And uh, also, what about fan reaction? Look, I think the way he stepped up, obviously, he had a kind of mission statement very early on. He sat on the moon with his dad and they had a conversation and that conversation set the tone for the entire series. So he he did say that he wanted to do more and a lot of his actions, he's had to deal with the ramifications of that. He's angered a lot of people and he's had to deal with that anger, both both sort of, I guess... <laughs> Sorry, drawing a blank there. I, I should mention that um, to anyone listening that I've been awake for about three and a half minutes. I got the call. I'm like, oh, my God, it's that time. And so I'm, you know, just be impressed that my brain is functioning at all at this stage. <laughs> I haven't even had coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so he's had to deal with the ramifications, not just of, of that mission statement, of, but of his own actions. So, yes. One of the first things he did was he saved a boatload of refugees that were sinking and no other nation on the planet was going to rescue them. But he did. He fished them out of the water and brought them to Metropolis. And that obviously angered a dictator. And that set up this entire thing where he was against this dictator, but also his his boyfriend, Jay Nakamura, had ties to that nation, being the son of the former president. And so it was important that Jay that not just that Superman flew in there and sort of bashed heads together and said, do what I say, but he just supported Jay in his revolution. And I think you've seen things like that. John's always taken this road that that is not just a, like he doesn't want to become a dictator. He's very aware of that. He doesn't want to use his awesome power to tell people what to do. He just wants to help. I mean, oftentimes, if we're talking about Superman, we're talking about a character that embodies the the hope, you know, the aspirational characteristic of, of the DC universe, you know, the greatest hero, the, the first one. But in, in a lot of ways, when I look at John, I see someone who, who is almost more heroic than his dad because he does have that legacy and that pressure and those expectations, but also being the generation that he's from, which... God bless the younger generation. You know, the fact that you know, I, I live in Arizona and, and this state is is leaning more toward, you know, a different direction and, and not so conservative. And I know it's kind of the same thing where you are in Australia, where it's the younger generation that's, you know, getting out and becoming active and making these choices that uh, it, there's a bravery there. Right. So uh, I, I've been really impressed with that characterization of John and you have continued. You did it before. Uh, Clark left and you've done it since Clark's been back. You continue to compare and contrast, you know, just like the the difference between Red Sin and John, you compare and contrast in these conversations that father and son have kind of their different perspectives. Not to say either one is right or wrong. You know, John tends to choose to be more involved. Clark takes a little more of a hands-off approach. Again, neither one right or wrong, just a different uh, philosophy. But I think, again, it does speak to the heroism that John has. And as a father, uh, I would be awfully proud of the choices that John's making. You're a father as well. Um, you must be perhaps in uh, injecting some of your own experiences and some of that own kind of parental um, char- characteristics into the work. Do you see John as a kind of a surrogate son almost? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Look, I've got a 17 year old son uh, just turned 17 last week and he's been, there's a lot of him in this book. There's a lot of conversations with him that have gone into this book, us walking the dog and, walking around the park down the end of our street and talking about John Kent. He was actually a fan of John before I was. He was reading Super Sons 
before I was and saying, Dad, 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 you have to read this book. He was the reason that John Kent and Damian Wayne found their way into Deceased and then became the the main characters of that book. Um, so there's a huge part of him and, and his philosophy and his ideals um, sort of make it into there. And the conversations we have about politics, about socioeconomic stuff, about things that happen around the world, you know, the the passion that he has and the emotion that's on display is, you know, like you always find that with someone younger, um, this this passion, like that he's that he was marching for school strikes for climate um, before the pandemic, that, you know, he's so passionate about so many things and so is his younger brother, to be fair. Um, so, yes, John having those conversations with his dad is, sort of reflects the conversations that I've had with my son. That's awesome. Uh, well, I mentioned that uh, the final, your final issue of uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, already out, issue 18. We know in January of 2023, we have the Adventures of Superman, John Kent, coming, uh, as I mentioned, Clayton Henry on art. Anything you can tease about that? I think it's been mentioned that uh, Val Zod may be showing up. Uh, John's going to confront Ultraman. You know, I mentioned him being missing and trapped in that volcano so, uh, for so long. That's something he's going to confront. Um, so it sounds like still a lot of big things to come for John. It is Adventures of Superman is absolutely massive. It's something I've had in the works for a very long time. And there's a there's a reason why it's a miniseries. And there's something we haven't given away yet about this book. But I can tell you that Ultraman is murdering Kal-El's across the multiverse. Wow. And Velzod is going to come to John Kent and somebody else who's a secret um, to help stop Ultraman, his nemesis, like the, the man that, that imprisoned him, that tortured him for so many years, that took his childhood from him, that stole him from his parents. Um, he's going to have to face this nightmare from his past and, and deal with him to save his fathers across the multiverse. Um, but there's something much, much bigger to come, something we're really excited about. And um, nobody will find out what that is until the end of issue two. But I'm so excited about Adventures of Superman, John Kent. It's it's a massive book and it's just action-packed. Uh, I was writing it up until, uh, what time is it now? I was writing it up until six o'clock this morning, which is just over five hours ago. Wow. So fresh in the mind. Yeah. It sounds that's like a right. book that's going to uh, very much have your kind of signature, tons of action, but tons of emotion. And I really, that's right. This, this and I, and piece. sort of, I think with Superman, son of Kal-El, we had more of a slow burn book. We had a big story plan that went for a very long time. Um, and actually Superman punched one person, the entire 18 issues, one person, and that was just because Bruno Redondo came on uh, to to draw one <laughs> one issue, and he accidentally put that in, and I didn't notice till later because we had a plan that this guy, who the first action you see of him, is walking into a fire to hug a man who's on fire and who's scared and whose powers are sort of out of control because of his anxiety, and John calms him down. Um, so you have uh, there's something stronger about the most powerful man on earth being not showing violence, not punching people, but just being there to support people and to save people and to help people. Um, whereas in this one, there's, there's definitely some punching. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And again, I think it speaks to John's heroism that can even at, at times transcend his father. Sometimes it's, it's harder to not punch, you know, harder to not be uh, aggressive. It's the harder path. Like I said, 
Well, Tom, thanks for taking the time. Uh, really excited. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic run of Son of Kal-El. Really excited for uh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Uh, being that this is uh, one of our Christmas episodes, I can't let you go without asking about Christmas. You know, you're from Australia, down under summertime there, which for anybody who celebrates Christmas uh, in the United States, that's completely opposite of what we're used to, you know, snow and Santa Claus and all that stuff. So what what is Christmas like down there? Any traditions? You guys go to the beach? What is the Taylor clan up to? Uh, I think the entire Taylor clan, my aunties, uncles, cousins, grandma, uh, mom, everybody are coming to our house this year. Uh, so we will pack in. It will either be unbelievably hot or pouring rain or both. <laughs> um, we will either have air conditioning on or we'll be sitting outside drinking white wine in the sun. As Look up the Tim Minchin song about that and you'll get an idea of what Australia Christmas is like. Um, but we have a huge sort of extended family, my mum's sisters and brothers and my 96-year-old grandma. Um, so, yeah, it's always a nice, beautiful day. Stressful, but but great to see everybody. Yeah, again, if you everybody, if you want to know where that emphasis on family comes in uh, Tom's books, there you go. There's the origin right there. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, again, Tom, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. And to all you listeners, uh, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, Look for Adventures of Superman John Kent coming in March and uh, the final issue of his Son of Kal-El run, issue 18, dropped December 13th. So be sure and go out and, uh, and pick it up. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.